0: Next, me. Welcome me. back to another video. This is also a podcast, so if you're watching online on YouTube, you can get the podcast version. Aaron, what's the name of the podcast? It's a movie podcast. If you didn't catch that, because he's voice crack, <laughs> uh he said, it's a movie podcast, question mark? So, it's, uh, obviously the links will be in the description. Yes. And if you're listening only on podcast, you want to watch, you can also go to the Cracked Nation on YouTube and watch it. Um, All right, Aaron, so what are we talking about today? This was your idea, so I'm going to let you start this off.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to run with the three categories, right? Best picture, best director, and best cinematography. Yep. Because those are the only categories that actually matter of anything important.
0: Yep, and we were going to do best actor, and we realized there just haven't been very many performances in the last 10 years. Now, this is counted 2010, so 2010, film season, uh, up to this last year, 2019.
1: Because it starts at zero and goes to nine, and then 20 is the new decade.
0: Exactly. Different. So we were gonna do actor, going through the list of all the acting performances. We're like, well, there's Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln, and about nothing else. So we're just gonna skip that, and that was just gonna make this everything way too else long. came out since October of this year. So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I want to just preface this by saying that there were a ton of movies that I'm sure would be on my top ten if I watched them, yeah. but I haven't. Yes. There are just so many indie films that either don't hit theaters, I don't have time to watch them. All this stuff. So most of my movies, actually probably all of them, are more or less blockbuster movies. Yeah. Like big movies that come out in theaters. Because those the the ones studios. people actually want to watch. Exactly. So don't sit here and go, you missed this movie or this movie. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's 10 or 15 amazing movies that I didn't see. But this is my list and I don't really care. Um, and then, so we want to do our movies first and then go to cinematography and stuff. Or we want to start with those.
1: <coughs> I mean, I kind of want to hear a defensive social network Cause I don't think that should be on anybody's list.
0: I'm not going to defend that because that's not my list. No, oh, no, I know.
1: I I saw it on other lists. Oh, too. most of the
0: lists have it. And it's yeah,
1: <coughs> it, it was an important film, I guess. Did some good things for VFX.
0: So uh, uh, I'm going to have four honorable mentions that I just couldn't put in my top ten. Okay. Um, now, if one of them is in your top ten, we just we just won't talk about these much. I'm just going to list them. Okay. Because I just couldn't make a list without mentioning them uh the lobster we talked about this that the lobster is a movie that i don't really care to watch again but i can't stop thinking about it and i saw it many years ago and the fact that i'm still thinking about it means it did something that most movies don't do so that one's my 14 arrival is my number 13 it makes uh, Seth mad right there yeah i know and then i we re-watched dunkirk last night and it bumped it up a little bit but not enough to get in it my top 10 it's my number 12 and then number 11 is whiplash Okay. Yeah, I kept Whiplash out of my top ten. Okay. So I'm guessing it's in your top ten. Uh-huh. But we'll get there when we get there. All right. You want to start it off with your number ten?
1: Uh, yeah. My number ten that I sorted all of ten minutes ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. This is. A, I put about twelve minutes work into this list. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. In no means do I think I would defend the exact ranking of this. Sure. But I would defend. I think the top few. All right. Um, so at number 10 I actually put Life of Pi. Oh, okay. Cuz that is one of the few pure dramas. I mean, I don't even know if it's considered a drama really. It's kind yeah, of it's an adventure. Drama. Like
0: it, it really, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's kind of an adventure movie. But <sighs> that that was a
1: movie that like that captured me when I watched it mm-hmm. and was like, "Oh wow. Look at this."
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's the only English movie that I actually like. Yeah, there's not many. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know of another one that I like. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I love Life of Pi. And I, I know you mm. rolled your eyes at it the other day, but. Well, it's one of those that the more I watch it, the worse it gets. Hmm. Unfortunately. Because when I first saw it, I was blown away. Yeah. The 3D was amazing. Some of the best 3D I've ever seen. Yeah. The visuals are just stunning. But when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, the story just doesn't hold at gotcha. all. Gotcha. Um, but I did have that same feeling you did when you're in the theater. And therefore, I was like, Oh yeah, like yeah. this is a great film, but it doesn't quite hold up the test of time. Yeah. So that's why okay. I keep it off my list. But it's definitely
1: I haven't watched it in a few years, but it's a movie that I bought as soon as I saw it on
0: sale. Yep. like I, I did as well. I own it. <laughs> and I'm sure in a couple of years I'll put it in again, and yeah. I'll be like, huh, <laughs> maybe I'll enjoy I it again. So. Um, but you gotta some of these movies you just gotta watch with a different eye. Um, and that one's just, you just it's a feel really good feel good movie. Yeah. Um, but all not, the, not feel good as in like, oh man, I'm so glad I watched this, but feel good as in like, man, this kind of like, yeah. uh, Slumdog Millionaire had the same very kind of feel to it where you watch it. It's kind of a feel good movie, but kinda yet not. it's still not, <laughs> but maybe, yet I don't
1: know if it holds up. We might just be picking out an Indian films. Do but... that.
0: Well, they're American versions of, <laughs> yeah, American Indian. Bollywood. Yeah, exactly. All right. So my number 10 is your favorite movie of all time, Drive. With Ryan Gosling. I don't actually think I've seen Drive. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you yeah, watched S- and didn't like
1: it. Seth is oh, like Seth's very, particular very against Seth it, right? did not like Drive.
0: Yeah. So anybody that's listening or watching that doesn't know, this is my brother, Aaron. Probably should have mentioned that. Yeah. And we have another brother named Seth, who's probably more into the, more artsy than both of us? He's no, kind of in between like us, that. maybe. Because you don't watch any artsy so. No. And you will be like, oh,
1: this movie was just good. And right. Seth, Seth kind of sits right in between of... It has to have piqued his interest. It's mm-hmm. a little self-motivated in the... I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But it's... If it didn't entertain him, he's not going to like it. Right. So, like an But example he would be, has an appreciation for the art right, side Right,
0: right. That's true. Like, he loved Honey Boy. He yeah. saw it this year, loved it. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't think I would like it as much as he did. But he loved it. So... I do have um, his... Oh, really? Top movies of the year. Oh, yeah. Record. He did send us that, didn't he? Yeah.
1: So, on his well, list... Well, I'm not done with talking okay, about Drive fine,
0: yet. fine. Fine. Talk about yeah. Drive. Top Gun. Anyway. Yes, sir. The thing that about Drive that I think is interesting is that when I was at film school when this came out, there were so many people that this was their all-time favorite movie when it came out. Okay. And it was kind of like... Every couple years, that one movie comes out. The Dark Knight did it. Yeah. When that came out, it was... It's still my second favorite movie of all time. Like there are these movies that when they come out boom this group of people hold on to them that's what drive did and it kind of brought the normal viewer into the art world of okay. cinema where if you, you it's really slowly paced but it's beautiful looking the acting performances are super subdued there's not a lot of talking a lot of eye contact and that's how you tell a story that kind of stuff and some about the movie it was just it was super special uh, unfortunately, that director didn't do it again with his next movie. But I think I think Drive is worthy of mentioning here because of what it did for a big group of people.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have a different movie that's farther down the road that I think did that. Okay. We'll but get to it when we get we, to We'll it. get to that when we get right, there.
0: Would he have it number 10? Um, I didn't, didn't ask he him didn't, permission. He didn't
1: rank him. No, no. Okay. Of course he didn't.
0: Oh, look. My Packages. Amazon package. Go get your Let package. me go get my Amazon package.
1: It's not, it's just his eight movies.
0: Sure.
1: Seth will do these like eight of the year that he liked and then he did eight of the decade uh, so on his he has Inception Arrival A Monster Calls I never mm-hmm. even heard of that movie but mm-hmm. uh, Beast of a No Nation which I didn't like that movie when I watched it I don't remember if you ever did or not I did that was one of those first Netflix big budget movies kind of
0: right yeah it's it's not my kind of movie at all yeah Okay.
1: Uh, Lion, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, Prisoners, and Wonder. Okay.
0: So, I mean, so that gives you an example of what yeah, that, kind that, of that's he likes. What like. Yeah. All right. So what do you got at number nine?
1: Uh, number nine. Let me switch back to the proper list, not the Oscars. <laughs> uh, number nine, I put Interstellar. Mm. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I wonder what's going to stand longer, Dunkirk or Interstellar. Um, Because, again, we rewatched it and it was like, oh yeah, that's a lot better. But I still don't think it quite captures... I I think the film side of the community will appreciate Dunkirk more as time goes on. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like the casual audience is still going to look at Interstellar as this really fun, good space movie. Um, and so I sided
0: with that side of the camp. All right. I went with Roma at my number nine. I didn't watch You it. didn't watch this. You would hate it. It's the closest to a foreign film that any of us have on our list. <laughs> uh, you Roma, don't know my list. I do know your list. <laughs> I know more about your list than not. I, I don't know. I was one of the few people last year that thought Roma was hands down the best movie. Should have won Best Picture. No question. Most people... Thought it was good, but whatever. But Roma's gonna last forever. Okay. It's one of those movies you'll watch it in 30 years and be like, I feel like they either made this 100 years ago or yesterday. You can never tell and you never will tell. Okay. There's nothing in the movie that gives it away. There's no camera movements more than just like tripod work and dollies, which has been around since the beginning of film. So that doesn't give it away. The acting is incredible, it's black and white. Uh, all those things make it timeless. And so I think Rome was excellent not the most fun movie to watch, but there's some moments in it and some scenes that are so powerful that only a master storyteller could have pulled off. Uh, and it's it's worth it for those scenes, but I also love it as a movie as a whole. The mm-hmm. opening scene, the camera's facing down at the tile and water's like brushing oh, up. I've like heard this. about the opening scene. It's like scene. five minutes long of nothing and people hated it. I'm just in here loving it because just the cr- opening credits rolling, ah, it's so good. I love that kind of stuff though when it's very intentional. All right, so that's my number nine.
1: Number eight. This will show where I'm <laughs> oh boy. going more on the action or er, the casual side. I'm gonna put John Wick. Mmm. Yep. Which I, I I definitely think of the three John Wick. They're all really good.
0: The the first I, one. I think the first one. Yeah, because it without. Although I think first the first one, I don't think the second one holds up. Like, yeah, but it, the second one's the one I remembered more. That's true. Because it's a bigger movie. The first one's a small movie. Yeah. They they don't do much. You yeah. Just, I just remember
1: all the stuff in Rome, Rome, and partially that's moved. just because I could recognize this like I've never been to New York, but I've been to Rome.
0: Right, right. So it's like it was Oh yeah, the second one does have all the Rome stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is. All the
1: cool. catacomb like that catacomb fight scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the first one John like, Wick in yeah. Perpetu. The, the first one though was the most realistic. Mm. I use air quotes there, because it it like they didn't do anything super extreme with special effects or anything to yep. the point where you're like, oh my gosh. Like the third one when it, like the blade goes through the guy's eye, and you're just yeah. like, I now have to think past reality to yeah. understand this movie. Whereas yeah. the first one, the stunts were real, the actions were real, all the gun work was real. Yeah. Even the second one has amazing gun work too. Yeah.
1: The the first one though, like last time we watched it, I was paying attention because it was actually a rewatch at that point. The first one, they're very deliberate about showing Every reload and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The second one has a lot less of that, which I'm right. fine with because they've already established that it happens right. in this universe. Whereas most action movies, you get somebody fires off twenty shots in a pistol without cutting away. It's like no,
0: yeah, that doesn't happen. But this universe, they already established that it's, it's also probably stuff. the best action movie. Maybe of, it might be the one of our time that we now that we're old enough to like understand action movies. We missed all the 90s action movies. Yeah. I can go back and love them, but they didn't come out during our time. Yeah. This might be the best action movie of our time. I haven't really thought about it. Actually, there's one more, but it's a very different kind of action movie. Yep, yep. And I'm sure I we both have. We probably both have that. Every list on the internet has. But... wait, Oh, did you forget it? Huh. Apparently I, I, I put thought.
1: two different themes on number nine, and I don't know why, because that oh, movie is definitely higher than nine.
0: Well, anyway, so... I'm not a. I think John Wick's a good pick. It was like my number fifteen, I think, and I just left it off my honorable mentions. I also figured you'd have it. So, okay. all right, my number eight is Spotlight. Okay. I don't know if you saw Spotlight. I did. I love that movie. It's very plain. There's nothing, no action in it. It's all about the acting and the writing. That's it. The whole movie. They're just trying to figure out what's happened with the Catholic Church and it's so much, I don't know, just good journalism. Yes. Yeah. You know. So, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it and thought that that was a solid movie. It's one of the few Best Picture winners I think deserved it. Okay. Because um, most picture, Best Picture winners you are like, yep, it, that it, wasn't the best movie. That was the safe pick. It's all what this studios one,
1: could lobby for. Yeah. What, whereas this,
0: I do think Spotlight was think, a safe pick, but I still think it was the best movie. I don't think any, like, what studio
1: made Spotlight? I don't remember. Yeah. And I think that's actually a good point for mm-hmm. it, is it wasn't this whole Disney's spotlight. Right. Or, like, it was like, no, no, this is a story that we want to tell. And, like, I can recall actors in it, but I don't even recall it as actors being associated with this movie. I remember the story that the movie told. Right. Which is definitely what a movie should do.
0: Yeah. And every time I think about the acting, I'm like, oh, yeah, Mark Ruffalo was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Amy Adams was re- or Rachel McAdams was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael Keaton was in that. like, yeah. they're so good in it, you forget they're actors. Exactly. They're just characters in the movie.
1: Exactly. And that's what mm-hmm. it should be. It should be an actor can draw you into the movie, but you forget it's the actor. Yeah. Um, and DiCaprio so can't do that. He's one of those few actors. Maybe not, but you haven't seen Uncut Gems yet? No, I see DiCaprio. I, I know, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. But, that's true. But you, like, I would think that about Adam Sandler until I watched Uncut Gems. Then it was like, this isn't Adam Sandler. Like, in the theater, I was like, I'm thinking about this. This is Adam Sandler and I look at the screen I'm like, that's not Adam Sandler. (laughs) Right. And so,
0: yeah. Yeah. But the reason I would say you can't do it with DiCaprio is he's already had six or seven Oscar-worthy, again, air quotes, because I don't think he deserved any Oscars. Okay. Except for maybe The Revenant, but that's only because there was nothing better that year. But everything else he's done, which was super good, there's always somebody better. Yeah. Always. And so... But all his performances, he's had some amazing performances. I still see DiCaprio in all of them. Yeah. Um, That's why I'd say that. Which I think also,
1: like, that's not to say he's not a good actor. I'm not going to try to say that. I don't think that. But I think his younger stuff actually stands out more. Mm -hmm. Like, Catch Me If You Can, Titanic. Like, that stuff that he did at that time, it was like, that was rare to see of somebody that young to be that good.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I
1: feel like he got better, but not...
0: Exponentially better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kinda... It was like
1: at that age, he was miles ahead of anybody
0: that age. Right. Now right. it's like maybe he's better than the average. He's good. Yeah, he's definitely in your A A listers, but he's not. Yeah. He's no longer your top five, top ten A listers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and do my number seven. Oh well. Because that was my number eight. Oh, that was your
1: number eight. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
0: So my number seven is Interstellar. Okay. So I put it. I did put it ahead of Dunkirk. Okay. For a few reasons. I think you are totally accurate. I think Dunkirk, to film people, will last way longer. Yep. The story is way tighter. I mean, it's, it's almost a flawless story. It's super well edited, super well thought out. Only a master could have done that. But when I watched Interstellar, there was this feeling that very few movies in our time have ever done. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's what people thought when they saw the original Star Wars or the original, mm, like two thousand one, maybe, or Alien when it first came out. Some of those groundbreaking space movies, yeah, that you're like, how in the world, yeah. am I feeling this way? Okay, uh, that's what I felt when I watched Interstellar. Yeah, the acting was mostly superb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although I don't like Anne Hathaway, uh, his cinematography was insane. Yep, uh, the, his visuals, I just love. They're they're so practical and yet there's so many special effects in them, but you just don't know because yeah. it's so practically thought out. Yeah, he he he's he's a person
1: who's thought ahead what shot he's going to do. Absolutely. And so he knows what he should do
0: with practical and what he should do with CGI. Yep. He's never on set going. Actually, let's just CGI this. Exactly. That's a horror. Yeah, I bet I guarantee you, Christopher Nolan could shoot a movie without a storyboard. Probably. He does a storyboard, I'm sure, because people need to know. Yeah. But he knows every shot in his head. He knows exactly what he needs. I bet he yeah. rarely overshoots anything because he just gets, he knows exactly what he needs. He doesn't waste time. He doesn't, and, and it interst- is oh, that docking scene. I was just
1: about to bring up one of the best oh scenes gosh.
0: ever in cinema. I, I don't know why. I. I
1: Except for what other, yeah, it's yeah. on here.
0: Which, yeah. It's so good, that docking scene. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about it because you think about it, you're like, But I think a lot is the score. The score is just pounding the whole time. The the whole movie
1: has built up all these aspects. You've got all the emotional impact of the characters and what they're going through, Mm -hmm. what this means if they fail. All of that's on the line. And then the cinematography is working with you, the VFX is working with you, and the score is working with you. So everything about the movie is all focused on this one point Mm -hmm. that's executed flawlessly.
0: Yeah, I would actually say the biggest negative to that movie is that that's the high point hmm. by far and you still have about 45 minutes.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it should have only and, and had it's 20 definitely, minutes. That's definitely one of the downsides I have yep. about that movie is it drags on just a
0: hair too yeah. long. They cut 15 minutes off that movie. Oh, yeah. I would love it to death. But it is just a little too yeah. long. And that scene happens it, the it, perfect it, point up to that point.
1: But then there's too much yeah. after it.
0: Yeah, well, and, and it's...
1: <laughs> we say it's the perfect movie. Like, I think I think movies that have that little bit too long, it's like I can re-watch it and love it the whole way through. Mm-hmm. But I think it extends how long you can go before re-watching it again. Right. Because you kind of need to like empty your memory of it and then re-experience the whole thing. Right. Whereas a movie that's really just the necessities, you can just mm-hmm. rewatch like every year and not feel bogged down by the low points. Yeah. If it's if it's just a finely tuned it's your cat.
0: Oh, boy. He was in the window. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, what'd you have? Uh, So,
1: number seven, this was the... The other action movie? Yes, this is the other action movie, Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Oh, that was not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah,
1: probably not, but... Interesting. I had that really high on my list, actually. Yeah, like... Mm hmm I think that's the greatest sci-fi movie of the decade, possibly. Like, it's an action movie. It's a sci-fi. Like, it's kind of all this stuff. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. It didn't do that exceptionally well in box. Like, not well enough to warrant a sequel. Right. Like, but it's good. Everything about it is good. Mm-hmm. Excellent VFX. Excellent acting.
0: And excellent they did, story. They did time travel in a way that doesn't create holes. Exactly. Too often, a time travel movie, Looper, name them. Any of them. Yeah. There's always holes. Any game yeah. has a billion holes. Uh, but Edge of Tomorrow... I stand with the director, not the, uh, not the writers. <laughs> yes. It 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 doesn't create a problem because it it contains itself, yeah. And it finds a way to do that, and because there's other influences, yeah, you know, otherworldly influences on it, you can they can get away with a little more, and they use that to their advantage. And yeah. it also and it's, it's a very the great the greatest action actress of our time, Emily Inland Blunt. Blunt yeah. which everybody is like, why isn't she getting more action yeah. movies? because yeah. she had two or three in a row, and then she hasn't had anything for quite a while. Yeah, and then she had a quiet place. But that wasn't an action movie. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I want her and Rebecca Ferguson Ooh. to be in the same movie. That would be a good The good two of them error. would just be like, one could be the good guy, one could be the bad. You know, whatever. Yeah. I would go see those two fight because oh, yeah. they're both awesome. I yeah. had, uh, uh, higher than Edge of Tomorrow, I had uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation okay. because of her. Yeah. She makes that movie. She's maybe yeah. the... Oh, he, her and Emily Blunt in those two movies, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. Yeah, Rogue
1: Nation also has that... that seeing the opera scene that Uh, I cannot figure out how they would have planned shooting that. Because there's so many pieces that all come together but they're all based on the timing of the performance of the opera. Mm
0: -hmm. It's the editor, man.
1: Yeah. But how do you, like... Hours of
0: storyboarding.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking every single shot had to have been decided beforehand and there's probably not anything left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Or, or they planned out so much more on each one than right, he needed. Right, that they could edit either way to and, fit. Yeah, and then possible. sync them all up and then edit it. I
0: think based on the fact that he did... Uh, he also did the other Tom Cruise movie, didn't he? Um, the car movie.
1: Who... I never saw it. Directed that?
0: The same director, I think, that did Rogue Nation. I might be wrong about that. But I, based on how good that movie was through and through, I think it was probably more well-planned out and less... Fixed in the editing, and probably just shot excellently. Yeah, um, to pull it off. So edges of tomorrow. I like that pick. All right, my number six, which I think is going to be higher on your list, maybe, is Heller High Water. Mm-hmm. Heller High Water is a huge personal favorite of mine. Uh, it seems simple, not a huge budget. It was probably fifteen to twenty million, but that's not a very big budget for yeah. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, and the majority of that went to actors, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Bridges. I Chris cannot Brown. believe that movie didn't get any Oscar buzz. It was up for Best Picture, but yeah. nobody talked about it. Nobody acted like it was the best movie. It was the best movie that year. That one came out at Steambury's Arrival, I think, right? I believe so. Yeah, I the can... two of them, neither of them won. I don't even remember what one it was like. Was that the Moonlight Year? Uh, yes. Ugh.
1: Yeah, Moonlight and... Moonlight, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Lion, Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. Hacksaw Ridge, Arrival. So there was Hacksaw <laughs> Ridge. Well, yeah. Ugh. But there was a lot of buzz and studios pushing for other movies. That, uh-huh. It's a miracle it got nominated, but it should have won. It was the best mm-hmm. movie.
0: Oh yeah. Of that that one I mean, I would be okay with Arrival. One of those two yeah. I thought were by far the best. Moonlight is one of those movies that people only like it because it's politically correct to like that movie. Yeah. Nobody saw Moonlight. And anyone who did is like, oh, it was so good. Ask them again in 10 years, and they'll be like, I, I remember seeing that movie. Yeah. They won't sit down and watch it again. Yeah. It Nobody cares. It's the yeah. same as Green Book. Nobody watches Green Book.
1: Yeah. So
0: Which I was re really going through the things. I was like, what was Green Book again? I remember exactly. it was a politically
1: motivated thing. Like, uh huh. I had that same thought, but I couldn't remember what the movie even was.
0: So I think Hell or High Water was a very much underrated movie, yeah. underappreciated. I can't think of anything negative about that movie. It's paced perfectly for what it is. Yeah. It's got amazing acting by, I mean, Chris Pine's an A-lister and Jeff Bridges is, but they're not the big money pull A-listers. Yeah, no, no. And it was good Nobody's to see Nobody's going Foster, to watch a movie with ben Foster. I, because of either them. Ben movie. Foster is one of those supporting actors that it's, he elevates an entire movie. If he wasn't in 310 to Yuma, we don't like that movie as much. But he is, every time he's that supporting character, and he's always kind of the good guy slash bad guy, Yeah. Oh, he, he sells the movie for me. So I love Haller Hallwater. My favorite moment in that movie is when there's the group of civilians chasing them and he stops and pulls out his machine gun and starts shooting and all the civilians turn tail and run. And they don't get in a shootout because in yeah. real life you wouldn't get in a shootout. Yeah. You'd be so scared, but you think yeah. you're so tough. I just love that it. it was so realistic in that way. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that was a movie that you didn't feel like, there was no suspension of disbelief
0: anywhere mm-hmm. in the movie. They, they break into a bank in Texas. Of course, there's guns <laughs> everywhere. Like, it yeah. makes sense. And yeah. there was no ridiculous shootout stuff. You're like, okay, come on. Yeah. Somebody get shot. It didn't they? feel like
1: anything in that movie was hyped up. Mm-mm. For It felt like very much like this is a realistic thing that could happen. Yep. And this is the way it could go. And so let's build a story around that.
0: Yep, yep. So that's my number six. Uh,
1: my number six, I have at Mad Max. Yep. Fury uh, Road. That, that
0: was the other action movie, I thought. Yeah. I didn't realize that you have three action movies. Yeah, I, I I I had that in there, and it. Now, yeah. Mad Max is one that a lot of people have. Yeah. In their top three.
1: I think I would put if we were doing all the Oscar categories, which we'll get to here before we get to our final ones. But yeah. I think I would put that at best VFX of the decade.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Like I don't I don't know if there's a movie that blended better. Like Interstellar, yeah, great VFX. But I feel like it's too. Well, obviously it's VFX,
0: right? Whereas I feel because like it's when, in
1: space. Yeah yeah, 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 right. Whereas I feel like when you watch Mad Max, you're like, I don't know
0: what's VFX, right? And and, and you, you almost think the whole thing's green screen, like the exactly, entire movie. Exactly. But then when you turn, it turns out that about seventy percent of that is practical. But, but but if with a trained eye, you can kind of, you can focus on
1: things and be like, oh yeah, there was a green like. Right. It's been a while since I've watched it. I probably should rewatch it. But I don't feel like that has any of those where you can be like, and there it is. Mm -hmm. And then it throws it all off and casts changes that lens.
0: It also, as has been mentioned before, they put together a two and a half hour war, like, chase scene Mm -hmm. into a movie. One chase. Boom. In a lot better fashion than The Last Jedi. Last Jedi (laughs) couldn't do it for three minutes. And me believe it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, come on, put something together. So, I... Excellent action movie. I don't know how well it'll hold up. It's one of those that the VFX right now might look great. But Mm. it's weird how in 20 years we might look back and go, oh my goodness, that looks terrible. Except
1: for, I think, and this is maybe why it shouldn't be, but it didn't do anything impossible with VFX. Whereas you look at back in the 90s, Jurassic Park. Like, oh my gosh, they made dinosaurs. Like, unbelievable. And then you look at it now and Jurassic Park still holds up. But it's like... Those are CGI dinosaurs. Right. They're good CGI dinosaurs.
0: But 100% your mind tells you that has to be fake, so now I can see it's fake. Yeah.
1: Whereas everything that Mad Max did was stuff that can easily be done that I don't think it's going to get any better in time. I think it's good enough to fool us for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, you got lots of storm and dust debris and like those type of things that are just grander than what they actually are. So it's very easy for them to just make it bigger. And then all the storm stuff, but I, I don't think I, I I don't think it's gonna fall apart in 10, yeah. 20 years. I think it's gonna still hold up.
0: I hope not. Yeah. I, I really like the movie. Yeah, I thought Charlie's Theron was awesome. And and it's
1: not a movie that requires any prior. No- I've never seen the other Mad Max. Neither have I. I. I should probably go back and rewatch them, but yeah. I haven't. <laughs> and you don't need to have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's not clear that it's a sequel. It's just it's Mad Max. Kind of its thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think that's a very big point in its favor is it doesn't rely on anything outside of itself, mm-hmm. even though it's set in another universe. Sure. Yeah.
0: Now, do we want to go through our top five or wait on those? Uh, jump over to our wait We, we could jump the over to... The,
1: well, I didn't... Cinematography. I cinematography. Cinematography, yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't Which? the list. Yeah, I mean... Oh, dear. Let me I have me I have a down. couple
1: of opinions on what I think I would... Consider should be on there. Um, basically, anything that Christopher Nolan
0: has done. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now, yeah, we, we're definitely not doing a top 10 best cinematography. No. We're just going to pick two or three that we think are, like, the best. And then I'm going to have my... Yeah. Well, I don't even know if I can pick one. More or
1: less, I... I like, going through it, I think... Gravity obviously needs mentioned, even though
0: it's kind mm-hmm. of like... It's a digital... I have a problem with that cinematography. one. For that reason. Okay. It's, well, no, because... so. Emmanuel Lebetsky. he and Roger Deakins are without a doubt the two greatest cinematographers working today.
1: Okay. And I don't wh- think anyone would argue Emmanuel that. Lebetsky. what? Lubezki did, did... There's one other movie that I...
0: He did Gravity, Birdman, oh, and Bird The Revenant. Man. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's, Those are his three big ones. He's done others. Oh, he also did uh, Children of Men. Okay. So he's yeah. long takes. Yeah. Knows how to do it. Because he understands how long takes work, he's a genius at lighting... Things. And so they had to light, in Gravity, her on that swinging arm mm. and stuff like that. Where the camera's doing these huge swoops. The, so you know it's planned. Oh, it's very like, planned. Like, Absolutely. But getting, being able to light that type of a scene is yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I don't think it's... I think it... Yeah, it's more of a digital cinematography yeah. award. And I think that the, actually the Academy needs to start splitting those. Because I would give it to special effects before yeah. i give it to cinematography. Okay.
1: But then that comes to but, like, so let's say the Lion King remake.
0: Right. All CGI. Yeah.
1: Is that any cinematography in there? They're still manipulating and it and a you digital have, camera. Yeah, and you
0: still have a cinematographer adding lights to scenes and everything. Yeah. But I don't know. That's where people in the industry that are higher up than I am <laughs> would know better about... Yeah. How, was there even a cinematographer there? Yeah. Or was it just the director? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. One that I think does definitely deserves an honorable mention is Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. That movie is just janky as I'll get at in terms of like quirky and every shot is just perfect. I think that's the only Wes Anderson movie i like. Very possibly. The, I mean, it, the cinematography is super symmetrical. Yeah. Everything is symmetrical. That, Tons of pans and ups and downs. Yeah, and- that, that's the thing. That, okay, that is like
1: Wes Anderson has a good... I I like artists or directors who have a style that goes with them. I feel Mm -hmm. like Guy Ritchie does too, which I kind of forgot about Man From U.N.C.L.E., which I think is the greatest spy movie to come out in the last decade.
0: Interesting. Even more than Rogue Nation. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh,
1: yeah. I I love Mission Impossible, but Mission Impossible relies on being Mission Impossible. Right. Which it's like, it's a different brand of spy. Mm. Whereas I feel like Man From U.N.C.L.E. is that one that like, I would watch that every year over and over and over and over. Because mm-hmm. it's just so unique and so tight. Like Rogue Nation, it's like, it stands on its own, but more or less you need to watch Ghost Protocol before it, which I love Ghost Protocol too. Right. But I'm not gonna. Mm. I'm not gonna. I, I, I would put uh, Man from Uncle ahead of Ghost Protocol, or okay. Rogue Nation.
0: Uh, I, I lost my. Mind. Yeah, where it's just, yeah. Moving You're on. to tell directors with the style. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. Um, another one that I left off my list was Inception. For best uh, cinematography, okay. I don't think cinematography is that good in it. I think the set building yeah. is what makes that movie. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that I would
1: put cinematography the as effects. the as the kind of yeah, Whereas Interstellar, I think cinematography is oh, much better. So
0: I have Interstellar. So my my top three for the decade: Interstellar, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and The Revenant. Okay. Now The Revenant. I, at first, I was like, eh. About the cinematography i was like lots of long one takes and all that but i've seen that now but then i realized how hard it is to yeah. do what he does there are some scenes in that and movie where the camera's got to be a foot from his face yeah i mean a foot and then we go from there to these big wide shots happening
1: all with natural light
0: all with natural light and it's just nuts what he's able to do and how beautiful the movie is yeah um so I actually might say that that's the best movie of the year, cinematography, is the I, 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 or of the decade.
1: I, I think I would. I, I kind of forgot about it because that movie I've kind of forgotten about. And the only thing I remember is how well it was shot.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: think the movie's that good. Yeah.
0: But I think the cinematography is just yeah. nuts. Yeah. And I think it's way better than Birdman. Um, mm-hmm. Birdman's really good when you start thinking about that. But they don't hide their. Cuts. It's supposed to shot like be shot like a one take, like 1917. I'm really. That one's. Yeah hands down, going to win the Oscar for best cinematography. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I've it's going written. to. <laughs> it's going to. And I think, I'm hoping, they hid their cuts better than Birdman. I don't think Birdman hid them well enough and therefore I don't think the cinematography quite yeah. works because I'm not, for not, yeah. like, well, not once did I think, man, there hasn't been a cut this whole movie. Yeah. Like, I, it was so obvious where the cuts were. Yeah. It's like, oh, they go into a completely dark room and they come out in a weird amount of timing. Yeah. It doesn't work. Like, Things like that. So okay. I think that's why The revenue's much better. Yeah. they don't hide the cuts. Yeah. They're just these really long one takes. Um, now they might have hidden cuts I can't see, which is yeah. great. Um, but, and then Blade Runner I thought was just beautiful. Yeah. Whatever you think about the movie, am not sure, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, I, now, I don't think I'd have any disagreement on any of those because...
0: Do you have anything else to add? Like any others? Okay. Not really. I mean, it's all
1: just, I just have the nominations for the decade here. And and there's no others that I'm really that.
0: Life of Pi would be another one like Gravity that I'm not sure how much of that was digital. Yeah.
1: Because a lot of
0: that was digital effects.
1: But I think it was less so, like, it had less digital elements than Gravity. Gravity was her face. Right. And that's it. Oh,
0: they strapped her onto a thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, they strapped her onto a thing. But it's, like, everything else, like, even her suit was CGI. Mm.
0: Even though they recorded right, it, right. they
1: replaced it, like... That's true. And, whereas, like, I feel like there was a bit more in Life of Pi, where it was, like, a lot of it was, you know, it, it was a boat on green screen, right, but it, it right. was, I don't know. And I also yeah. don't feel like it's, like, they're, they're adding some water. Like, although, I mean, right. they're adding space, so who knows?
0: Yeah, but that was just not what I thought. Yeah. Of. All right. So then we talked about doing best director of the decade. Now this would be <laughs> not the mo- director with the best movie, but the best director with the most best movies. I mean, and we both... either way, I think it falls on him. So that's what. Well, we said Denis Villeneuve, uh-huh. who did Arrival, Prisoners, Sicario, uh-huh. and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Those are four amazing movies, and actually, he did these other one Incendiaries. Which I haven't seen, but my friend Andrew said it, it might be his best of the decade. That's five really good movies. Four that I've seen. But Nolan has done Interstellar, Inception, Dunkirk. Yeah. I have Dunkirk higher than Arrival. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think at first I was like, oh, Deneville Nev* for sure. But if, if we're doing the know. entirety... Like, but no one also came up with a Dark Knight Rises in the middle of that, which was just a crap show.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is very true. But Dene, Devel- however you pronounce it. Dene Villeneuve is yes. the best I've heard. He's been on a roll since Prisoners. So Prisoners, right. then he did a movie mm-hmm. immediately after called Enemy, but mm-hmm. I think that was a shorter thing. Sicario, Arrival, Blade Runner. Yeah, and he's doing Dune. And now he's working on Dune. Yeah. Like, I feel like... If we're doing all-encompassing, it has to be him. Yeah. Like, even though it's Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan has his name to go on, whereas Denis de... Vilnev.
0: Vilnev. Vilnev. There you go.
1: His Today breakout. Need to know. <laughs> yeah. His breakout was Prisoners. Right. So he came onto the scene this decade, and has been a nonstop hit machine since. Yeah. And not just a blockbuster hit, but a critical hit.
0: Yeah, and he's also done movies like, I and mean, he's doing Dune. Yeah. So he's not like he's kind of doing the Nolan thing where Nolan did his own thing, then he grabbed Dark Knight. Yeah. Or the Batman trilogy, and you're like, oh, he took a major property. Yeah. Made a good movie, moved on. Villeneuve's doing the same thing where he yeah. did his own thing, took Blade Runner, which is a huge property already to film nerds. Yeah. Did an amazing job copying Blade Runner. If you don't like Blade Runner, you're not going to like the new one.
1: Villeneuve will be the Nolan of next decade. Yeah. In that he's going to, like, because Nolan established himself last decade. Mm-hmm. His capstone was Inception this decade, but he did what? Uh, I can't even remember him now. The Prestige.
0: Oh, Memento. And Memento. Memento
1: follow, like, he started following, then. Mm. Memento, Memento Insomnia, Insomnia. Prestige. Prestige. Or, and
0: Batman well, there, Batman
1: Begins was before Prestige.
0: But then, it was like he kind
1: of built up, just... and then it was like he did his. Uh, series you know his studio movies and then after that he then jumped into his personal projects that he wanted to do which right. was inception was the big one that he'd been like that's why he made the batman movies was right. to make inception and so but venev we have these movies before he got the studio movie right and so now after dune if dune is a success
0: He'll get to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. At this point, he can do whatever he wants, but he's definitely guaranteed to, if it's a success, and I think it will be. Yeah. Everybody's kind of priming to these fantasy movies right now. Well, mainly TV shows. Yeah. But this will be the first big fantasy movie since Harry Potter. Yeah. And Harry Potter only works because it's a young adult movie. Yeah, and it was coming out while the books were still coming out. Right, which is huge. Yeah. Doom was written back when Lord of the Rings was written almost a little later and and it's already it, had a movie and it's already had a movie and it wasn't good yeah. and so this will be kind of if if he can pull this off and i've read the book and it's it'll be tough to make a good movie out of this okay because there's so much i mean as most fantasy books are even when you really think about making a movie out of them you're like oh this will be really hard yeah because there's so much internal dialogue yeah. and all that stuff so all right so we both agree danae Villeneuve, best yeah. director of the decade yep yeah. I think Nolan is a very close second. Yeah. Followed third by... <laughs>
1: <A> <laughs> Nobody. <a> Quran, maybe? <laughs> Farther down the road. Yeah.
0: All right. So back to our top ten. We have five movies left each. Oh, my My mic fell down. Hopefully the audio hasn't been bad. Oh. It'll be fine. Yeah.
1: Uh, number five, I hmm? did... A quiet place.
0: Oh, you did put it in there. I
1: put it in there. Interesting. That is the greatest horror movie I've ever seen, and I know Mm -hmm. it's not really horror. I don't watch horror because horror sucks. It's a,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a genre genre that
1: I don't watch. So yeah, it's more thriller. I I would put it in the
0: horror category for sure. Maybe. I mean, horrors become like if this had come out in the '90s, total horror. But yeah. since the 90s we've gotten stuff like Paranormal Activity Any anytime now you mention it's a horror movie people assume there's some spiritual demon of some sort Yeah, it. Like that's just kind of what the genre has become. Okay. Like people being you know that kind yeah. of thing where you're in your house and there's people talking to you through the walls and all. It kind of went okay enough of that we're going to go back to what made horror movies originally horror. Because yep. I mean, Alien was a horror movie back in the 70s. Okay. That's a thriller. Yeah. That is not a horror movie.
1: I mean it's barely even a thriller. It's more action now. Right,
0: right. <laughs> yeah, Aliens. Alien is definitely a horror. I mean, definitely a thriller. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Because it, it's all about suspense. Suspense. It suspense. is. It is. But I, I still think I don't think I would sell that to anybody who was looking for a thriller. Sure. I, I would if somebody was looking for an action movie, I would sell them mm-hmm. Alien.
0: Sons of the Lambs is considered a horror. I still haven't seen it. Know what it's oh wow! Well, I know,
1: okay. I know that that is a shame. Anyway,
0: okay, so Quiet Place, uh, but yeah,
1: I, Quiet Place was by far and away my favorite movie of 2018. Like it, it, I don't think there was a better even movie.
0: more than Hell or High Water
1: <sighs> and Arrival. I, I have put Under High Water higher.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: But a Quiet Place, like yeah, I'm just like. That movie was so good. But I think *Highler Highwater is a better movie.
0: Sure. But, yeah. Alright, fair enough. Uh, my number five, I have Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Nobody that has any knowledge of movies will say it's not his best movie. Okay. Everyone agrees it's his best movie. Now, it's not, maybe not, might not be your favorite movie of his. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely my favorite of his. You... Uh, it went from Wes Anderson kind of being this quirky little director to, oh, he just made one of the best movies of the year, if not the best, Yeah. that year that it came out. And it probably should have won Best Picture. Um, it wasn't even close to winning. None of the hype was going its direction. But again, which studio was behind it? Who could push the most money? Exactly. That's who wins the Oscars. Yeah. So it wasn't going to win Best Picture, but it is a masterpiece. And if you watch it, it's just everything Wes Anderson perfectly put together. Okay. Cinematography, music, sound effects, yeah. <laughs> acting, uh, set design, because he designs <laughs> these crazy sets, uses pictures with his sets, and it's obvious that they're pictures, Yeah, and I love that, because he knows it is, and there's quirky little things in his movies, almost like a guy playing with miniatures, that decided to make a movie out of it. I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's definitely a good, good style. What are we on there? Number four. Number four, that's where I have Hell or High Water.
0: Okay. We, we, we've talked already about we it. We have. We have. Who do you think was the strongest performance out of the main three? Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, or Ben Foster?
1: I really liked Jeff Bridges in it, and I don't think I have liked him in a lot of scenes that most people did. Like, mm-hmm. True Great, I found absolutely boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked the old John Wayne one better. Same. Uh, and, and Jeff Bridges I just don't find that inter- but I really liked him in this and, and I mean, I'm sure he's done other good things that I would like him in but from what I've seen like this was my favorite performance that he's ever done but the whole just yeah. all of them all of them together
0: alright my number four is the very controversial Zero Dark Thirty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you definitely don't have on your list nope I need to rewatch it I need to rewatch it I think Zero Dark Thirty is an awesome movie now, I still like The Hurt Locker more. Okay. I think The Hurt Locker is a more special movie because we've never seen that. We've never seen a Bomb Squad Yeah. movie. We just haven't. And if you have it's not good. The
1: Hurt Locker is the, you get a few friends over and watch it. Yeah. You, you, you don't wouldn't bring, do that with Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty, I want to ever. sit down
0: and watch it by myself. Yeah. And I want to have all the lights off and I just want to focus and watch this master story yeah. come together. Now, it's a big story. It kind of reminds me of like long dramas. Like the Godfather and things like that, and I'm not saying it's good the Godfather because it's not, but those movies that just go an extra thirty minutes longer, but without that the movie doesn't work. Yeah, it's not like Interstellar that needed a little cut off the end. It's a movie that's built for this huge okay. story, and it ends with the killing of Osama bin Laden. It doesn't end with it doesn't they don't kill Osama bin Laden and there's twenty five minutes. Yeah, it yeah, ends we, on we, the we climax. don't mean the postscript. No, and it was so good that last scene, and it's just. I still have a few issues with the movie. Like, when I'm watching it, I'm just like, mm, I don't like that or something. But as a whole, pulling off that big of a movie yeah. about a touchy subject like that that wasn't a little off, like I would say American Sniper was. Yeah. American Sniper, I don't think, holds up. No. I think no. it no. only works if you know who Chris Kyle is. Yeah. That's it. You exactly. cannot know who Osama Bin Laden is and still think this movie's just yeah. awesome. Um, that's why I like it. I also think that Catherine Bigelow is... Underappreciated by Hollywood, they okay. keep trying to push female directors, and yet they aren't pushing the Oscar-winning director. Yeah, uh, and she's she at that time. Now she she made a movie called Detroit or something. I didn't see it. Didn't really care to. Uh, but at that time, she was one of, if not the best director. Yeah, uh, at that at that little moment. Yeah. Um. So I'm just kind of bummed that she didn't get any more work. But she's also a little too political. Yeah. And she, too politically neutral. Okay. Quit snapping. I'm trying to get the dog. Yeah, the dog's right here. Uh, and she's a little too neutral and doesn't push an agenda. Like, okay. Zero Dark 3 doesn't have an agenda left or right. Yeah. It's like, this is what I know. It might not be accurate. I'm yeah. sure it's not. But there were people upset about the information that she got. Because they were like, who's feeding you this information? This is like top okay. secret information. So, and she was like, I don't care. I'm making the movie. Huh. So it was a very political statement. It actually got blacklisted for the Oscars. Okay. And that's why Argo won, is because they were like... I still like Argo. I love that movie. Ugh, it better not be in your top ten. No, it is, okay. not, it <laughs> is not my top ten, but I love no, that no, movie. I think it's fine, but Zero Dark Thirty in 20 years will be just as good as it is now. Yeah. It's not going to be better or worse. It's going to be right where it is now, and it will always be that good. I'm just a so,
1: sucker for biopics.
0: I know you I are. It. But Zero Dark Thirty is a biopic, kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm, it's not as much of a biopic. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to make a biopic about something that happened like ten years ago.
1: So. Yeah. Well, and and way more. Everything about button. it is. I don't, biopics are the one drama that I love. Like yeah. if it's a biopic, I will go watch it. Mm-hmm. Like.
0: And, all right. And, yeah. My number three. Sicario. Okay. Now we were talking about the greatest scene of all time. Yeah. Was this the movie you were thinking of?
1: No, because I we're, mean, we're
0: talking Interstellar. There was yeah, yeah I,
1: I, have, I have two favorite scenes of all time. Okay, is
0: one still coming up on your
1: list? One is still coming up on your okay. okay, list. We'll the wait. other
0: is Interstellar. It's okay, docking. so Sicario, I didn't know who made that movie when it came out. Okay. I don't think. I might have known it was the guy that did Prisoners, but yeah, I didn't really care at that point. It's Denis Villeneuve, who we already talked about a bunch, and I was like, oh, Emily Blunt's in it. I'm in. Because she had just yeah. done Edge of Tomorrow. And so Sicario comes out, and I'm watching it, and there's a scene in the first act where they have to go across the border. The mm-hmm. border crossing bridge scene. They legitimately blocked off the border for this scene. Yeah. And it is without a doubt my favorite scene of the last 10 years. Okay. Of any movie. Nothing in any movie has ever made me feel like that scene did. Okay. The docking scene got closed, but they're very different. The docking scene is the movie mm-hmm. built to this. Sicario, this is an act one. Yeah. And so it just sets you up for... Oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Shootout happens. Then you go, okay, take a break, not Moose Act. Two, big things happen Act 2, big things happen Act 3. I think Sicario is one of those movies that it will only get better as time goes yeah. on. Um, the second time I saw it, the first time I didn't like the tunnel scene with the night vision, mm. I hated it. The second time I saw it, I was like, I still don't think it's good, that scene, okay. but it got better. Uh-huh. And I think that's going to keep happening. I'm going to keep watching it. And certain things about that movie are going to get better and better. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, that movie to me is just nuts.
1: Uh, So we're number three, right? Yeah. So number three has my other favorite scene, Whiplash.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: So that...
0: I forgot. The final scene (laughs) in
1: Whiplash, he goes up on stage and does the whole F you to J.K. Simmons. I forget the actor or the character name, but... Mm-hmm. He, that whole drumming scene, it's like so intense. And you're just like, what is going to happen? And, it's, and you're just, you are so invested. Mm-hmm. And, and so that in the scene in Whiplash and the docking scene are my two favorite scenes of all time.
0: Yeah, that in scene, the reason that works is because the movie's been playing out in a way that he might fail at the end mm-hmm. of that movie. And you don't know. Yeah, if you haven't seen Whiplash go watch it, it it's, it's insane it's not a happy go lucky movie no no it's tough to watch especially yeah. if you're in the world where you're being criticized for things you're doing Yeah, and being critiqued constantly it's tough to watch but it's awesome that scene is definitely the real winner of that movie is the editor mm. whoever edited that movie Yeah, I think he won the Oscar for editing but if he didn't he deserved it because without perfect editing that movie doesn't work yeah because the story alone isn't that great. But each scene is built perfectly to pay it off. Uh, but, I mean, it's... Whew, you're just, like, holding your breath for 20 minutes at the end of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely awesome. I, it was my number 11, so I put okay. had it my top 10.
1: Yeah. Uh, my number two was Prisoners.
0: Oh, so I know what your number one is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, prisoners was... So Seth and I went and watched that. And that was, like that. That was the biggest movie I can remember where I didn't even remember that time existed mm. while watching. Like, we sat down in the theater, and like when the movie got done, I was like, we were watching a movie, right? Like, I got so sucked into it mm-hmm. in the theater, and then ever since I watched, like, I've watched it multiple times since, and it's like still really good. But that that capture me in a way that no movie in theaters ever has yeah and it's it's a movie that i would recommend to anybody who doesn't have a kid
0: right if you have a young child don't
1: watch this movie yeah. <laughs> other than that if, if you like movies watch that movie that movie is just so good
0: it's also a masterclass in cinematography many yeah. ways you don't even think it. well first i got nominated there's two different kinds of cinematography there's the flashy kind like skyfall which was Robert J. Deakins, the same guy that did Prisoners, uh, where you just, you see the cinematography because yes. it's so beautiful and everything about it is just beautiful. It's, it's not subtle. No, not subtle at all, but it's great. I mean, Blade Runner 19, or 49, not subtle.
1: Yep. That is
0: very obviously cinematography. Or you have the other side, which is Prisoners or uh, Shawshank Redemption he did, where you don't even think about the cinematography no. because it's so good. But it's not standing in the way. It doesn't stand in the way. It just helps you get so immersed into the story because it's not distracting, not once. Not once am is going, oh, there's clearly a light in that room shining through that window. That yeah. happens. And I go, that took me out of the scene. Yeah. Prisoners is like flawless cinematography. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, if you are getting into cinematography, watch that. And just the way they build the scenes with, and Seth showed me this video about all the triangles involved. Hmm of everything's always pointing in certain directions in that yeah. scene. And there's crosses all throughout the movie and just stuff like that. And it's okay. beautiful, beautiful. All right, so I think my number two is your number one. Probably. Inception. Okay. Inception is a huge movie. Yeah. <laughs> that changed, It's probably the most influential movie of anyone mm-hmm. on this list. It. It went from Nolan being a good director and a great i mean he did dark knight and everybody's yeah. like oh my gosh to going oh this nolan guy is the only one that could have done that yeah 100 percent. he's the only one that could have done that and inception was phew, i mean it blew my mind they're literally using the the wah from the the score all the time now yeah it yeah. was it, it changed, changed commercials it. yeah yeah trailers have never been the same Yeah, no, I'll let you talk about more because it's your number one. Yeah, yeah,
1: so, so, yeah, it's my number one. And it's, I mean, numerous people, it's the movie that changed them into film fans. Yep. Like, for a lot of people, that's what happened. It was, "Ah, I enjoyed movies, and then they watched that, and it was something was different in that, oh my gosh, movies can be grander than I could ever think.
0: Yeah,
1: like, absolutely. I think that was our Star Wars, for lack of a better example. Because, like, Star Wars inspired numerous people to be like, oh my gosh, you don't have to tell this little, like, mm-hmm. drama set in a house. Like, I thought I took that away from you.
0: <laughs> no. Too much noise. That's a gross duck. I That's a not very gross duck. On the table.
1: She will try to get that. <laughs> Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you can't see what's happening We took the toy from the dog And it wants it back Yes Uh, But yeah You had
1: Like When Star Wars came out It was like That inspired I mean that's James Cameron started directing After he saw Star Wars He saw Star Wars Mm -hmm. And then he decided to quit being a truck driver I I believe I got the story right He decided to quit being a truck driver at that time and then go... Into movies. Into movies. And, like, I feel like that inspired a lot of people to be like, oh, wow, look what movies can be. hmm And then we didn't have that again. Like, maybe some other movies, Jurassic Park or a couple others were like... Sure. Wow, I didn't think they could do that with movies. And then this did that with sci-fi.
0: Right. In a world where we already thought technology was past the point where we learned anything new. Exactly. It took it to that place. Exactly.
1: Because everybody thought of sci-fi as Star Wars or... Right. Uh, Star Trek, or like you know, the the standard sci-fi thing, and it's like, you no, know, look at this. Yeah, and it was like, that that is a movie where script, score, acting, mm-hmm. all of it comes together in a in a fantastic way, and I think it is by far and away Christopher Nolan's best movie
0: ever. Yeah, th- when I first saw Interstell- Inception, I didn't really like it that much. Okay. I thought it was good. I was like, this is new. But it didn't do that for me. Okay. I didn't have that feeling. Upon watching it five, six, probably ten times now, I'm, I agree yeah. that that was our version of that. Yeah. And every 10 to 15, 20 years, a movie comes along that changes how the rest of movies are made. Yeah. That one is huge for this. Um, mm. I don't think anything else on my list. No, definitely nothing else on my list. I, I mentioned Interstellar kind of did that. But it was just the feeling I got in the theater did that. Yeah. But it didn't change movies.
1: Now, like, the question you, is...
0: You remove Interstellar, we're still at the same place. Yeah, exactly. You remove Intercept, Inception, we're not at the same place yeah. in cinema. Yeah. Because people, that realized people could go, anything I can imagine, I can now make. Exactly. Anything. Exactly. And so, that's, and the story was just so new.
1: Yeah. Now, now, let's jump into predictions. Do you think Tenet is going to be...
0: I think Tenet's going to be my favorite, other okay. than The Dark Knight. I okay. think *The Dark Knight* will always be my favorite Nolan movie, just because of what it did. Yeah. But I think *Tenet* if, is if, my kind of movie. If *Tenet* can
1: pull off what it looks like it's promising, uh
0: huh, I'm stoked, man. Yeah. It, because I, I do like a good, not cop movie, but a spy movie, yeah. and that's kind of what *Tenet* looks like. Although they're probably detectives. Yeah. But same kind of thing, like figuring things out, the James Bond type thing. Yep. And this is kind of Nolan going, this is my kind of Bond movie. Yeah. And I I think if he pulls it off, which I have total trust oh, yeah. that he will, I think it'll be my favorite, at okay. least of these. Because Inception, even though I, I believe I put it number two, yeah. is way up there. I don't love that movie. Okay. I, I just don't. I think it's really good and I think it's probably one of his best, if not his best. Yeah. Probably his best movie. I just don't love it for some reason. Okay. I've never gotten to that point where I just like, oh. like I like Interstellar more. Okay. But I know it's not as good of a movie.
1: Okay. So. Yeah, I, I find Inception is the one I'd rather re-watch
0: than Interstellar. Mm. Like I, I'd probably rather rewatch it too because Interstellar, again, it drags on too much. Yeah. It's too big of a movie. But when I get excited to watch a movie, I don't go, oh yeah, I haven't seen Inception in a while. I don't yeah. think that. Okay. I think, oh, I haven't seen Interstellar in a while. I throw okay. that in. But yeah. I've also seen Inception enough that I'm probably yeah. a little fatigued on it. Gotcha. You're going to hate my number one. Probably. The Social Network. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you didn't want to talk about it yet. I will explain to you why The Social Network is the best movie the last 10 years.
1: Oh, please there's do.
0: There's a hundred... Or it's, oof, yeah, started there, around, there's, there's a certain amount of attacks. 1,000-plus VFX shots in that movie. It is a socially relevant movie, mm-hmm. which I usually try and throw out the window because I don't want a movie to be socially yeah. relevant. But it is without dating the movie. Yes, it's social media era. Of course that'll be dated. But any of these, if you really look at that, for the most part, yeah, it's I mean, going to be dated be, somewhere. It's, it's not as dated as a
1: space race. It's like it, Exactly. It, it's not dated to a exclusionary point, but mm-hmm. it's dated to... A cultural moment. Yeah.
0: I don't think in 30, 40, 50 years when we're way past this whole Facebook thing because Facebook's not going to be around in 30 years. People will still watch this and be very interested. Okay, It's not... It it took a very specific, relevant thing in time and made it big. Okay. You could watch this in the future and it won't matter. It'll still be good. The David Fincher does a thing in his movies where you watch it and at first you're like, meh. Unless you're a Fincher fan. I, yeah. I watch his movies and instantly like them. Okay. But most people go, meh. And they watch it again and go, yeah. And then four, five, six years later, they watch it again and go, huh. And then by now, you get the Fight Clubs. The Fight Club was hated by critics. Okay. And now it's considered one of the all-time greats. His Girl with Dragon Tattoo, nobody's talking about that. But film people start to look back and go, mm, that movie's really good. Because he keeps pushing the boundaries in a way that people don't really like upon first viewing, that down the road, it holds up and it gets better every viewing. If you watch Social Network again right now, you will like it more than the last time, I guarantee it.
1: I mean, I think out of all the movies we talked about, that's probably the movie I've watched the most recently. Oh, interesting. I watched that when I visited you in Colorado.
0: Oh, yeah, you did. But was that your first time seeing it? No. Okay. I'd seen it before. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that movie, but I just think that every time I think about it, I'm like, that movie's virtually flawless everything about it the acting is insane the way they they work a like law case yeah I don't know some of that movie's got something special
1: that most movies don't anymore I I think my problem is I look at it like a biopic Mm -hmm. and I like the feeling that most biopics especially like Ron Howard biopic I love that type Mm. like Apollo 13 is a fantastic movie and most of his type inspire you in some way, or it's like, wow, look oh, at this person. Fincher doesn't
0: inspire or, you. <laughs> exactly. Social Network, you get done, you're kind of like, That's, well, I feel crappy about everything. every single David Fincher movie. Seven, you are not feeling good after you watch that no. movie. Fight Club, you're not feeling good after you watch no. that movie. Social Network, you're not feeling good after you watch that yeah. movie. Girl Dragon Tattoo, you're not feeling good after you watch that movie. Like, every one of his good movies, because he had a few that he would even say don't put his name on. They get, they don't leave you happy, but uh, and Gone Girl. You're not happy when you finish that movie. Yeah, like, no, I didn't
1: like Gone Girl these, either.
0: Yeah, you're not a Fincher guy. Yeah, but I think maybe in ten years you might start appreciating some more Fincher and the way he does. He, so. he rarely uses shaky cam ever or handheld. Everything is always dollies, tracks, tripods.
1: I just I feel like before everybody started talking about the best of the decade, nobody talked about a Social Network. Nobody cared, like. Yeah. Like, even when when I decided to watch it at your house, it was like, you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, like,
0: yeah, that and, is true. And, and it
1: was like, nobody ever brings it up, and then all of a sudden, the end of the
0: decade comes, and everybody's like, the social network. Right, it wasn't even like, talked about that year. Yeah. But and, again, that's a very Fincher thing, is that the year his stuff comes out, you're kind of like, I'm yeah. not sure about. Um, but he just has a way of doing this magical thing in movies that his movies are almost like a commercial. Okay. Where they kind of hit you like, meh. But then upon further viewings, you're like, man, I really want to buy that product. You know? you just kind of like, okay. interesting. So that's why I have social networking. Okay. Now, so, I think, think,
1: so you you don't think Watch Motor is as psychotic as I do this time no, around?
0: No. But some of their stuff was ridiculous, but... I mean, all the things in-game. <laughs> <I do, laughs> you wouldn't. No. In-game should not be on anybody's top of the decade. I um, mean, most important of the decade? Maybe.
1: I mean, not, think about not it. in the
0: history of movie. Well, it. I mean, I'm exactly, exactly. over it. I think Ragnarok is much better, but it's not as important. Exactly. You can never watch Ragnarok and you're not missing anything. You need to watch Endgame to see how you take a 30 well, movie. Yeah, 22. 22 movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. How, <laughs> how how do you take 22
1: movies that have been building up to one moment mm-hmm. and pull it off? That's your case study right there. Right. It wasn't perfect. But by golly, it was a lot better than it could have been. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) A lot better than Rise of (laughs) Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, 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 like, the amount that was riding on it and it managed to pull it off Mm -hmm. is why I think it's the most important of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, obviously, Iron Man 1, Captain America 2, and Thor Ragnarok, Thor 3, those are the three best cinematic, like, Independent movies, those are the best three. Mm-hmm. By far. I don't think anybody would disagree with that.
0: Black Panther fans would
1: disagree. Black Panther fans can go... <laughs> <laughs> <and> shovel. <laughs> shovel. <laughs> uh, but Endgame was, I think... Like, if you're a Marvel movie, Marvel fan, I think Endgame is... Like... That, that, that was just the crescendo that was perfect. Right. It's not a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a perfect conclusion to the entirety of the MCU. Yeah. Which, this is the first time we've ever had that. At most, we've had TV shows that have had epic finales. Right. Now we had a movie that had two seasons worth of episodes, which were full-on movies. Right. That then concluded in this. And they didn't fumble. Like, right. Right. And, and so that's why I will defend it in-game. And I think it's better than Infinity War. But
0: Mm. you 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 disagree. disagree. But I I do think that looking at this, Inception is the movie that changed cinema the most. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think those two, way down the road, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be kind of one of those years that you look back and go, um, I mean, 20. Okay, let's look at like 1976. I think Taxi Driver was by far the best movie. It changed how movies are made. Rocky won Best Picture. People still love Rocky. Yeah, it's not like Rocky's not being talked about. Yeah. So both of those movies are examples where they're both such different kind of movies, yeah. and they're both still talked about and still influence movies forever. I think that's gonna be what's happening here. Okay. Because we'll look back and we'll go, man, Social Network was really good, and but we'll go, yeah, but Inception also. You yeah, know? I you know, definitely we'll think 2010
1: was a l- like one of the best of the years of yeah. the decade. Yeah. Like I don't know what happened, but that year was big. Definitely. But so so, would you put social network as what should have won, like what you would give best picture to the decade?
0: <sighs> With that, yeah, <laughs> scope, it's a little different. Well, but I think yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. I would say that is the best movie of the last ten years. Okay. That I've seen. There's a yeah. lot that I haven't. I'm sure in twenty years I'm gonna think differently because I'm gonna have watched other movies. I don't okay. think that one's gonna slip down the list. I think something I haven't watched might jump in. But I don't think I don't think I'll later on go. Actually, I think Sicario is the best. Like I'm not gonna yeah. do that. I think Social Network is gonna clearly stand out as my favorite and okay. the best. Well, not my favorite, but the best. But something I haven't seen yet might jump it. Okay. But yeah, I just I don't, I don't Like I know that's interesting. I'm glad we didn't agree though. <laughs> yeah. Too no. too often it's like you create a list, it's the exact same. You're like, oh well, this is
1: boring. <laughs> yeah. See, that that was my big issue with WatchMojo was they put Social Network as number one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as did I. So.
1: Yeah. Well, Aaron, we all know your imp- your input isn't important. So. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> we'll need to do another episode soon. Maybe on most anticipated of the year coming up. I did do my most anticipated video for this year, like about a year ago now. Yeah. And it's amazing how looking at the list, it's ten. It. We all know it's ten. It. <laughs> yeah. There's only like a couple of the movies on my top ten that I actually thought were any good. Yeah. I was like, it blew me away. How many were just like they're fine? Yeah. I'm like, no, oh. mm.
1: you know. So it'd be kind of interesting. I always like
0: guessing what they'll be, but we'll definitely come out with another another episode soon, theoretically. theoretically. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some real podcast setup going up here. More just we don't have to keep using the little lapel mic. Don't break the illusion. Come on. Oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We are going to not watch it, movie. It's too late. No, it's very much too late. All right. Peace.